Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 227. And today we're going to be doing one of my favorite episodes, coaching stories. We're going to be learning about a brand new instructional coach. Maybe you're out there listening and you're a brand new instructional coach. We're going to be talking to him about his first day, his first trip, a seven-hour professional development session that he decided to do, all on project-based learning. And I think most importantly, we're going to talk to him about some of the stuff that he's learned maybe not to do. Stick around for the entire episode. I hope you had a good time. If you haven't had a chance to check out the brand new TeacherCast.net, over the last couple of weeks, we've had an opportunity to start unveiling it. Every little page was is brand new. All the SEO is new. All the content is new. We are going to be rolling out a lot of great stuff as we get into the colder months here and into the springtime. If you have a chance to check it out, please do. Of course, you can always go over to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll on down to the bottom and join our instructional coaching network. Over 1,200 instructional coaches all coming together to support each other, share resources, have important conversations, even get together over the weeks on our weekly or on our monthly webinars, I should say. Head on over to askthetechcoach.com and check all of that stuff out today. And you know what? If you have a question, all you got to do is ask the tech coach. My guest today is a first-year instructional technology specialist outside of the great city of Cleveland. Uh, not only is he going for his ISTE certification, but he's also uh, well-versed in Apple, Google, and all those great instructional coaching things I want to bring on today, Mr. Judd Hartman. Judd, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Jeff, thank you. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on this, and I'm really excited just to voice my experiences as a brand new ed tech coach and hopefully you know all tech coaches out there can take something from what i have to say or learn from my mistakes if i've learned from your mistakes and everybody else's so well, thank you well I'm, I'm glad you started there you know we're, we're going to be having a lot of these shows coming up we were talking about this earlier of you know coaching features you know what what how did you get into this where did you come from so let's just kind of start there um who's judd how did you become a tech coach ah uh, I mean, that's a loaded question. I feel like we could do a whole episode, but I started teaching 15 years ago, 14 years. I was teaching eighth grade science, among a bunch of other things. And really, I I got into teaching because I used to be the kid in class who sat there and I wondered, there has to be a better way to do this. And so I became a teacher and I made it my mission to do it a better way than what I was taught, direct instruction, take notes all day. And so right from day one, I've done project-based learning and I started my old YouTube channel right from the get-go. And I'm like, this is the way I'm going to make learning fun. And so really that kickstart my journey into ed tech. And then so, you know, as many ed tech coaches that are older than me got started because they were the PowerPoint person, I was the YouTube guy. Yeah. And so I ended up moving on to another school because they saw my YouTube channel. And then my current job or my current district 
in the interview, she's like, we've seen your YouTube, you're good. And so that's kind of how it led me to, to be here. And my wife, she teaches first grade in another district, a bigger district. And I was telling her about two years ago, I'm like, you know, I help all these teachers around me, but I don't have enough time to really help the other teachers. And so there needs to be a position where there's like a person that goes from school to school and helps people. And she's like, Judd, that exists. It's in bigger districts. It's like everywhere. I'm like, oh, well, we need one of those. Fast forward two years and my superintendent posted the job and I applied and here I am. That's an awesome story, right? <laughs> I, I want to help. I don't know how to do it. Did you know this job existed? I can do this, right? Mm -hmm. I and and you said that you're in your first year. Uh, you know, obviously we're recording this in October. How's the year going? Um, it's amazing, and I and I will say, and you know, Jeff, I told you this earlier, but in all the tech coaches out there listening, there are so many resources that are so helpful, and so many people that are willing to help. You just have to go read the books, listen to the podcasts, and then do what works for you. And so my big thing is when I'm going in with all these teachers and they know me as an eighth grade science teacher Yep. and I did project-based learning and I did UDL and I did all this and know me as a tech guy, but I keep reiterating to everybody, you do you and you do what works for you and you use the tech when it works. And so now that I'm really getting that message across, I'm not as scary as the tech guy coming in. And so it's been, it's been really, really awesome. And, you know, I remember Sue talked about on one of her, on one of your episodes, you know, five conversations you got to have at the beginning of the year. And so I remember listening to that episode and I'm like, I got to get, I got to meet with the principals. We got to get on the same page, you know, because I'm not an administrator. I'm a teacher, but I'm not really a teacher. So I'm, I really got to figure out what the goals are, what the plan is and where we're going from there. And so it's really nice after the first quarter that my superintendent has really given me the freedom to, you know, do my thing, but also I have the support from, the building principles from my teachers. And so it's been really great. You had mentioned that you listened to a bunch of podcasts and, you know, we had talked a little bit about this beforehand, but who, who else do you listen to? What resources do you turn to? What's on your bookmarks? What's on your Spotify? Um, yeah. So the podcasts, obviously, you know, this podcast, um, but I really just search authors or uh, books. I read all, you know, all the ISTE books, um, and really, Dr. Ashley McBride got me started. Uh, her book, The EdTech Coaching Primer, um, is a great for first-time EdTech coaches or administrative or superintendents implementing the EdTech job. And so I would search her name and listen to podcasts. Uh, Dr. Monica Burns' podcast is really good. Um, anything by Katie Novak, she's UDL. Catlin Tucker, she's blended learning. So um, George Chorus has a podcast that I listen to. So it's really, I'll read a book and I'll find the author or things like that, go down a rabbit hole and just start searching authors, but, or even topics. I mean, I've searched topics and it's been so helpful, you know, first year ed tech coach or things I can do with teachers as a tech coach and, and things that, in that nature. And it's really been beneficial. And like I said, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I was like, if you search it, it's there, you know? And so we're lucky to, have everybody in this space and in this community that's so willing to help each other. So I've been really luck lucky and, and thankful for that. Take us back to those first moments. Your summertime, maybe you, you get hired, you know the school year's coming. How did the beginning go? And how did you introduce yourself? Like, how did you get into it? I, I, I think you said that you're in a new school, right? Or, or you moved, are you, are you coaching in a new building? 
Yeah. So um, I was eighth grade science teacher and we have three buildings in our district. Now okay. I'm the tech coach for all three buildings. Got it. So yeah. you're new to two buildings and I'm you're buildings. a different you that's to the correct. current building. Yes. So what, what has that dynamic been like? Um, you know, people know you as, but then people introduce you as this coach thing. Uh-huh. Um, right from the get-go, and I got the job, I think, last spring or late spring. And, uh, and so right from the get-go, I was like, I got to bring these three buildings together um, because we don't do a lot. There's only two PD days that are in our contracts. And so we kind of see each other in August and then we're like, all right, see you next August. <laughs> so my first thing was uh, I got to bring people together somehow and we need to form a little PLN or professional learning network with just our district. And so that's when I kind of had, had the idea for the website, which we can talk about in a, in a little bit. Um, and so I created this website, which would be kind of the central hub for my teachers and I'm slowly rolling things out for, you know, the world. And so the website was number one. And then, um, you know, listening to your podcast and studying all the books and everything, and everybody's like relationships, relationships, relationships. And so, um, you know, I read a lot of teacher books, but I also read, you know, psychology books and, um, you know, investing books and tons of things. And it's all about, you know, dealing with people and relationships and communicating. And so, um, really that, that has been my main focus. And so, um, I have, uh, you know, I, and I don't remember what you called it, where you set up your Google forms, where you step out in the classroom and you record what you're doing. Our data dashboards. Yep. So I made one of those and I stole yours. Thanks for making it public. Uh, and tailored it to what would work for me. And so I'm, I, and I also set up a Google sheets where I have every teacher in the district, I yep. uh, have their planning period. And I make it a point to visit them uh, at least once every three weeks and talk to them face to face. And so um, right from day one, I was first day, August, whatever. I said, I'm going to go in every classroom in the whole district and just say hi. And um, it, it really made a difference. And even just walking in and the, most of the teachers didn't even know who I was or my face. And I said, can I just come in and say hi? And what are they going to, are they going to say no, of course not. So everybody was great right from day one. I introduced myself, no expectations, not telling, you know, we're not telling them we're going to change the world. Just a hi, I'm the face to the guy that's going to be announced tomorrow by the superintendent. So nice to meet you. So right from day one relationships. And honestly, it hasn't changed since day one. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. What well, What is your, or I'll just start with, what was your relationship with your three building principles? Obviously, you had a relationship with the, with one. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that principal probably talked to the other two. But what is your relationship like with the three? Do you do you find that they're all treating you in the same role? Do you find that each building thinks of you as something different? How does that work between you and you know? Are you on the leadership teams? What does your coach as a leadership position look like? Yeah. So um, when I was talking to the superintendent, right when I got the job and he had told me, he said, you know, you've been highly recommended by all three building principals, even though you don't know all the building principles, they all talk, they all know what you're capable of, which obviously felt really good, but it kind of gave me a little security in knowing that I had the support already. Um, and so obviously the, the bill, the principal that I had as a teacher, he knew, he knew what I was about. The principal of the intermediate building grades three through six. I actually had her in my, our old building before they built new building. And so I knew her very well. And then the principal in the elementary building is brand new this year. 
And so it's been great getting to know her. And she was a fifth grade science teacher in another district. And because I had taught eighth grade science, we bonded right from the get-go. So honestly, it's been phenomenal coming in and all three principals are kind of like, Judd, do your thing. Let us know how we can support you. And over the course of my year, really all of my principals, I've been very lucky to be given free reign to take risks and to be myself and to make mistakes and to learn from my mistakes. And so that's really, you know, how you grow. So I'm really thankful for the principles that I have. How often do you get a chance to meet with your leadership team versus principal? Like what, what is that relationship? Like as being a leader, what are some of the things that you might have done already this year? Um, so we have a, a, BLT or building a leadership team in the junior, senior high school grades seven through 12. And I don't meet with them on a formal basis, but I'll talk to them um, and kind of go from there. Um, so far, the first quarter, my main role is planning professional developments and mm -hmm. kind of looking forward to the future. Um, when I was talking to the superintendent over the summer, I'm like, well, what do you want me to specifically do? You know, I've read all these books. I kind of have an idea like of of what he's like, just do you, you did project-based learning for 14 years, do that with the teachers, you know, just get everybody moving forward, enhance student learning. Oh my God, it perfect. So then uh, we were our project or uh, professional development was kind of all over the place a little bit. And so I talked to the building principals and I'm like, Oh, you know, I have, you know, I have my master's in admin, like, and I've been studying all this. I can totally plan these PD days coming up. So uh, right from the get-go, they're like, all right, sure, September 13th is our first one. Go ahead and plan whatever you want. So I did a project-based learning uh, PD day that lasted, you know, seven and a half hours, and it was great and successful, and the teachers were awesome. And so moving forward um, on my website, and actually I'm releasing in a, a week or two, I started I started design like two-hour crash course um um, professional learnings that the teachers can do on their own, on their own time. And so I'm going to start tweeting those out after my staff has a chance to try them out and help me fix the kinks. Um, but I have a PBL one that was very successful for the teachers that didn't attend the PD day. They were able to do this. And so we're going to start holding like almost like tech playgrounds or little workshops after school, um, at least once a month moving forward, which we've never done before. So a lot of teachers have expressed interest in that. So again, just going back to the professional development aspect and the support from the principals is what is really helped propel me to where I'm at now. We've talked about this a lot on the show, right? You can only go as far as the mountain is going to allow you to look. And if you happen to walk into a situation as it appears that you have with three amazing administrators who are basically saying the, the, the school is your playground, you are here for a reason, go be you. I, dude, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm so happy for you, especially being a first year coach uh, and, and putting all of these things together. And I, you know, I know you get into, you know, uh, project-based learning. You, you talked about seven and a half hours of PD, which good for you. How, how did I say, I want to ask, how did you plan that? But I don't mean the nuts and bolts. I mean, you obviously have a short term, which is let's get through today, the seven hours. And then there's, okay, how do we roll this out? Um, what does that look like for you? I mean, did, did you come in with the 30, 60, 90? Did you come in and say to the principal, this is the seven hour period, but this is going to set up A, B, C, and D. 
or did you do something else? I mean, what came out of the seven hours, right? Yeah, that's a really good question. So a little backstory, my mind doesn't ever stop. And so I'm always thinking of ideas and thinking of ideas. And so I was talking with one of the teachers or one of the principals, you know, after listening to, to Sue, she was like, you got to talk to the principals one of these conversations. And so I remember talking to the principals over the summer and I'm like, what do you want for your staff? And the teacher says to me, um, I want all the staff to be able to implement one project-based learning unit this year. I said, perfect. We'll get it done by Christmas. <laughs> and she's like, you can do that? I go, oh yeah, we're going to do this. I'm like, I've studied this stuff so much. I've done UDL in my class. There's books, you know, Michael Woodlock has a book, UDL playbook, how to implement it in a school district. I've read that. I know how to do this. So, um, we can do that. What do you need from the teachers? And she was like, well, I want to have them do it. And, you know, in the classroom with the students, you know, they have to do it. I go, perfect. And so I designed it on Canva and it was all based on UDL principles. So it's seven and a half hours, but we're not sitting there seven and a half hours. We're hanging out for the first 15 minutes. And then it's kind of, all right, go do your thing. Um, here's a Google chat. Oh, you've never used Google Chat or Google Spaces? Well, I'll show you how to do that. If you want to use it with the kids, you can try it with them. And so they were kind of, I, I created a project-based learning unit for a project-based learning PD, if that makes sense. And yep. so I put them in the shoes of the students of how I used to do it with my kids. And so um, it was kind of, a, I don't want to say it was fun, but it was more, they were the students. And so, I mean, they and had fun. That, but that, that's perfect. Yeah. Right. And like, so then they were able to take it and implement it. And it was, it was fun. I mean, we weren't when, sitting there listening to me all day. Uh, right. And that's, that, that's it, right? Like you, you put them in a situation where they're learning, but they don't realize that they're learning. Yes. Yeah. We all know that we're here to learn something. Right. And, and you put those project-based learning things in here. I mean, you're, you're taking me back to a few weeks ago when I did a PD at school with all the paraprofessionals, we made restaurant websites people who might not have ever used Google before, but we did sites and sheets and forms and throw it all together. And you've got a restaurant and everybody had a good time and it was project-based learning. It was authentic learning. And, you know, you're I remember teaching these, you know, grandparents how to make a Google form that collects food orders. They loved it. What happens next? This is what we talked about. Uh, on a recent episode, right? Using your faculty meetings to set up the, you know, the department meetings, the grade level meetings, the one-to-one -one interactions, and finally getting in in front of the students. What happened after that seven hour day? How did you leverage that? So that's, that was one of my worries. It was like, I'm a new guy. Like, who am I? I'm brand new. And I, when I was telling the building principal, I said, ah, well, imposter well, syndrome, go ahead. Yeah. I was like, I'm just a guy coming in. I don't want to make it all about me. And I've done this and it's been so successful. So I don't want to force them to do anything. And I even told the teachers and I walked around and I met with them and I said, you got to do what works for you. If you take a couple of these elements and you're able to implement those more power to you, but don't do everything if it doesn't work for you. And so I think just letting them know that you can be vulnerable and take risks and make mistakes went a long way, which goes back to the relationship aspect of everything, but kind of letting them know that. And the building principal was like, 
try it out. If it fails, it fails. No big deal. And so moving forward now, a couple of teachers have already implemented theirs into their classrooms. Um, I've observed uh, the pr building principal has observed. Um, I've actually met with a couple other teachers that wanted to tweak their project or change it a little bit or things like that. Um, but it's been pretty successful. Now I started off the day, like one of the first things I said, I, I said, a lot of you probably do a lot of the elements from project-based learning. You just don't know it. And I'm going to help you kind of wrap it up into the project-based learning bow and then we can give the gift to the, to the students if it's good enough to give. And so they, it kind of, I, I don't know. I, it, it's not that it's, it's inspiring, but it's just making them aware that they're really good teachers and doing all these things. You know, I'm just going to help package it for you. I, I want to go back to something that you just mentioned, because this was also a big part of the podcast that we did a few weeks ago. Once you did your seven hour adventure, the principal was there next to you saying, go try this. They were endorsing what you were going with. They were giving them a goal, but they weren't mandating it. They were saying, if you can do this, we'd love you to do it. If you need any help, there's Judd, right? That's awesome. Yes. And I will say to piggyback off that, I met with the first grade teachers today for three and a half hours a 30 minute meeting turned into three and a half hours and it was amazing. And I think one of the very, very surprising things, a lot of these teachers who didn't know me before this year is when I come in as the tech guy and I say, you can use tech or not use tech. Tech's not going to hide you if you're a bad teacher, but if you're a good teacher and you know how to use it, it can accelerate you, but only if you know when to use it for how it works for you. Yep. And I'm like, you know, I did project-based learning for six years, my first six years of teaching, and we didn't have any computers or cell phones, and we had no technology, and it was phenomenal. And then I taught in a school for one year where everybody had iPads, and it was phenomenal. And so it's like you can use tech to enhance you, enhance student learning, enhance your pedagogy, but only when it works for you. And I think that goes back to the relationship thing of just going in, being a normal person, and letting them know this is about you as the learner. This is not about me as throwing tech down on top of your curriculum. You do you. Uh, uh, thank you. Hold on. I have something for you there. <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. There, that one. Because you just said it, right? This is, you can stop that now. You can't do this on top of your job, right? Like, Everyone's busy. Everyone's crazy. Everyone's got kids. Everyone's got all these different things. This can't be something that they're adding. This has to be something to either help take away something or enhance what they've already been working on. And I'm so excited to hear about these things. Now, we kind of danced around this topic, but let's just dive right in. You created a website that is pretty awesome. Tell us a little bit about it. Where can we find it? What was the genesis? Where's it going? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. It's it's a work in progress, as I am, and as I guess we all are. Um, it's develop with Judd, Judd with one D, developwithjud.com, and uh, I wanted a, like a central hub that the teachers could go to, where I would do all the research, everything I learned, and, you know, all my project based learning, all my UDL, all my AAA framework. Throw it on there. Also, to bring us together, I have a little mini PLN that's slowly starting. And so uh, 
Um, I also have all the professional learnings on there. So I kind of wanted a central hub for our teachers to kind of just to go to, to make their lives easier. And so um, it's slowly but, sh but surely taking shape and it's growing. And um, I'm really happy that the teachers are using it and using it to really improve their, their craft. So uh, that's kind of how I came up. I was trying to think of a name that they would remember and I didn't want it to be, you know, like judhartman.com. I didn't want it to be about me, but also my name's unique. So I wanted them to remember it without having to like put it on a sticky note on their, on their desk. So develop with Judd was what I, what I came up with. So this is a site, you've got the Twitter, you've got the YouTube, you've got, this is designed for your teachers or this is something that you're using outside of school or is this the hybrid version? Um, all, all of the above. Uh, so I, I started it by, you know, my Twitter and is, is, um, you know, outside of my school district. And so I just kind of, if my website was developed with Judd, I kind of started um, thinking, you know, it, it if I grow into a principal someday or a tech coach or whatever I do in my next life, I want people to always be learning with me, you know? And so develop with Judd was created on Twitter first. Cause I know I'm learning with the Twitter community. Um, and then the website just kind of was a natural fit for my teachers. And now that I've become close with, you know, some of the teachers from the Apple learning coach program and the ISTE program and so now I have teachers come in on my website, which I guess I didn't really expect. I just thought they would, the Twitter would be separate from my website, but now they're kind of growing together. So I don't know. I've always been a believer, just, you know, take risks and try things and see what comes out the other end or see what opportunities come. So I don't really know where the website's going to go. If people keep using it or if it's going to get, I don't, I don't really know. I just know right now it's, it's working for my teachers. It's working for, some of the other teachers out there. So that just makes me happy. I think that's a great story. And any coach that's out there looking to build a website, definitely check this out. Developwithjud.com. Uh, lots of stuff in here. I mean, your first page here is coaching services, right? Tell, tell us a little bit about the philosophy. We don't have to hit every single page, but um, how did you build it? What is your philosophy of doing this? Um, you know, many coaches just build a site with, you know, vomitarium of resources. What's your philosophy and thought process in putting it in here? But let's just start with how'd you build it? Uh, so I used Wix and... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And I and I built websites before in, you know, high school and Google sites and basic ones, you know. And so this was like kind of my first venture into a real website. And, uh, you know, going through Apple Learning Coach program over the summer in the ISTE certification program, and I have two small kids... It was a it was a busy summer to say the least, but it was totally worth it. And so my idea was to keep it very very simple at the beginning and let it grow from there instead of cluttering it and then taking off stuff. And so my coaching services, uh, I wanted to narrow it down to three just for my teachers so they understand what this new position in the district is. And so these are taken directly from you know the EdTech Coaching Primer by Dr. Ashley McBride formal professional learning, personalized teacher support, and then formal coaching cycles. And so that, those are the first three things I put on there. And they, that, those kind of started the website. And then I knew that the superintendent wanted me to be me. And so that naturally led to project-based learning. And I've all, you know, used the triple E framework to implement technology. Um, so I was like, well, I got to put a page on there. 
And so um, I have a UDL page. It's not published yet. I have uh, gamification stuff coming out. It's not pu published yet because there's more that's been successful in my life than just PBL, Triple E, UDL. Now, you've got some pages here that are asking people to sign in. I'm curious, are those just blocked for right now? Or do you see this as a membership site for your high school teachers? Yeah, so I, I created the member portion in order to prevent a bunch of spam coming in because it was just a new thing and I wanted my teachers to get on first and sign up. Um, and now once they're all in and teachers are doing, I've started to release some of the other pages and things like that. Um, I do have, um, I think there's one or two pages where I, or the one page where you can sign up to, to meet with me that is blocked to just my teachers. So that's the, that's really the only thing that nobody else can get to unless you're one of my teachers. And how does that work on the back end? In, in Wix, you put all their email addresses in or they it knows somehow that it's your school's email address or? Yeah, yeah. So when you sign up, it's obviously free. It takes like two seconds. And um, I can put you into certain categories. And so I have one for my district that everybody in my district will go into and everybody else goes into another one. And so really the only thing you can't access uh, if you're not in my district is the meeting aspect. Cause I don't want a bunch of random people scheduling meetings with me. Um, but other than that, everybody's seeing everything. I feel lucky that I have the meeting with you right now then. <laughs> well, I, talk to me a little bit about the success of this. What, what, do, what do your administrators think? What do your teachers think? Um, so far it's been really good. I mean, Sometimes I feel bad because I didn't go through the actual district website, but I wanted this, I wanted more control and to be able to just to have it just for my teachers and kind of, you know, it's kind of our thing. It's, you know, it's our little teacher community thing, uh, but it's been great. Um, I was kind of worried about the scheduling process because it's pretty new. Um, so what I use is I use Calendly mm -hmm. and um, I have it synced to my Google. And so they just click on the little calendar icon and they can schedule with me. And then it, sends out, you know, automation emails and reminders and things like that. Um, so for that aspect, it's been really successful for the project-based learning PD that I, that I did. I set up a page on the professional learning network to kind of get that kickstarted. Um, and the PLN on there has really been nice to put resources for everybody. Um, obviously it's not as popular as yours and other ones out there, but right now for the first quarter, I'm happy with where it is from my teachers. What do you see as the future of the site? I know you, you're saying you want to build a few extra modules for it. Show me what this is going to look like in March. So next up on the agenda is continue to release these two-hour crash courses. And I'm going to tweet one out here in a week or two. And I have a couple other ones in the work because those are the ones that I teachers that aren't part of my district have done and have said they really like them. Kind of intro courses. Um, and so I want to get some of those out to people. And then honestly, I, I kind of just want to build it. So it's the one-stop shop to figure out, you know, what is UDL? What is project-based learning? What is the triple E framework without overloading people with too many, too much stuff? You seem like you're having a good time. I, I, I it's, it's great to talk to you and it's great to hear this in your voice of, you know, You've been doing this for only a few weeks, but you seem to be in a really amazing school district with a great staff, great administration. 
if you don't mind me flipping the coin for a little bit, because I know people out there are asking this question, what struggles are you having? What challenges are you having? What's the one thing that you, you know, have you bumped your head against the wall and going, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. Like talk to us a little bit about the other side of the first couple of weeks. That's a good question. And, um, you know, I, I will say, I, I, th- I thought I had all my ducks in a row. I knew I'm coming in, I'm building relationships. I got my Google Drive in order. I'm organized. I have all my forms. I have all my email templates. But you know how you go to a conference and you leave and you're like the honeymoon phase and everything's going to change? That's how I was. And then I'm like, oh, there's teachers that don't even know how to sign into their Gmail. There's teachers that is... That, that will tell you to your face... No, I'm not using Google Classroom because the pandemic is over. Yes, yes. I mean, there were teachers that was like that had told me, um, "Oh, I probably won't need you because I already do project-based learning." And then I asked them, you know, "Oh, cool. What was like one of your favorite projects?" And like they clearly have never done it, which is a blank slate to me. But I think the number one thing that I was not expecting was sometimes it it can get lonely in the sense I'm sitting there on my computer, designing things for people, emailing people. When I had spent my entire day with eighth graders, with my colleagues, with teachers, with kids, you know, for 14 years. And next thing you know, I'm kind of a, a one man band. And so for me, honestly, that's been the biggest adjustment and it's, and it's it sounds so petty to complain about, but almost like I miss I miss the kids, I miss the colleagues, but it's also very rewarding to have new learners. And so I'm just slowly making that transition mentally. I I, I hope people out there appreciate the fact that you just said that. And one of the things that we've always talked about here is you know we we have a lot of roles that we play, but we really do have like one job and that's to get somebody else vulnerable to say, I need help and vulnerable to say, can you help me? And I think as a coach, we've all gone through that position where I miss the kids and you're like, I want to get back in the classroom. I mean, even, even recently for myself, I started in a brand new school. I, I don't know anybody even though I've been doing this for 12 years, I'm a brand new coach. I I mean, I said that to my uppers many times. I said that to my new principal, like I'm nervous to walk in here because I'm, I am the new guy. doesn't matter how many times you've, you've tied your shoes before you have a new pair of shoes to play with. And just the idea that, you know, nobody is that coach. You are your own boss. If you will, you are your own entrepreneur how are you dealing with that, coping with that? How are you breaking through that? Um, it can get lonely, can't it? Yeah, and honestly, it, it goes back to the relationships thing because I can sit there in a room for eight hours on the computer and just never and keep going on Canva, designing these things on my website and go, 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 go. So I've really made it a point to make myself take a break and to go walk the halls and to go visit during planning periods and just to go interact with all of the teachers. And like I said today, you know, I was supposed to meet with the first grade team for 30 minutes and three and a half hours later. Yeah. 
tell me about it, that. How, how did they not go back to their students two and a half hours later? Like, how did, okay, so, <laughs> so <that> work? <laughs> so we had a, I know. So we had a PD day today, um, okay. but a lot of people at the elementary <laughs> building didn't have to be there because they had done a summer training. And so it was, they were the only team that was in there with no kids. And okay, so, that makes sense. Half days. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't feel that. <laughs> Uh, but it was great relationship building kind of went over everything and it's kind of what I needed, what they needed. And so I, I think we take for granted the interactions we have as a classroom teacher. Um, and I guess if you're an administrator or a tech coach, you're not with kids every single day, then you have to seek out those relationships and, you know, you, you have to be mindful of balancing everything, you know? Tell me something that you learned that you didn't think you would be learning at this point. So I tweeted this out one time. My friend who follows me was like, wait, what? And I tweeted out something about, you know, I didn't really realize as a tech coach, I would also be kind of like a therapist, which I'll totally take. And I, I was never in that role as an eighth grade science teacher. And now I walk in the hall and every, no matter what building, everybody in the whole district knows me and they'll tell me anything. And I, I want to listen. I want to build these relationships and I want to be there at the same time as I just talked about, you know, getting lonely at the same time, I also have a lot of work to do. So I was not anticipating the, the human element of opening up to me, talking with me, being vulnerable, which I am so thankful for because I'm learning how to interact with all types of people in all types of situations more than just my little bubble of the, my former colleagues that were around me. So I'm growing as a person, uh, honestly. And so I, I think it'll only serve me and the teachers even more so in the future. So that's awesome. I, I, I can't tell you how many shows we've done with that topic of that is the job. Right. Getting people to be vulnerable. Like, hey, how are your kids? How's life? What are you struggling with? And just being somebody who's receiving everything. Now, mm -hmm. when all of these interactions happen, I know you mentioned that you built up a data tracker. I'd love to see it. Are you coming up with a productivity system for yourself? Like, let's let's go down a couple of things here. Um, calendar. What do you use? Uh, well, so I use Calendly and everything goes right into Google. So okay. Google so Google Calendar, Calendar yep. Calendly for that. Um, task management. So what do you do? Like, do you keep track of to-dos? Do you, you know, if somebody gives you something, where do you write down those to-dos? How does that work for you? So everything's Google for me and uh, got the Google Drive organized. That was the big hurdle. Um, but I use the little task in the right side um, on any, it's, the Google platform. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if I'm in my email or I'm in Google chat or on my phone, that's where I type in all of my notes, quick thing. And then I can organize it later. The, the, the dangerous question. And Judd, I, we, we've been having a good time here for 37 minutes. I want you to be completely honest with me on this answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. How big is your inbox? How many emails do you have there? Zero. Zero. I work... <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, come on. Organization is, you know, I may be a little OCD, uh, but I'll just say I'm extra organized. So I would assume if I said, is your Google Drive oh. impeccably wonderful or a, a cruddy mess? 
There's a reason the colors are in the order that they're in. I'll just leave it at that. We're going to have Judd come back on the show sometime and do the video version of this conversation because I think that'd be a good thing. And, and I, I, I absolutely love this. Judd, what advice do you have for other coaches out there that might be starting, uh, might be in your position? Like maybe someone's going to listen to this show next spring as they get their first coaching job. What advice, other than, other than listen to Ask the Tech Coach, what advice do you have for new coaches? Yeah, I mean – Three things. Number one, build relationships is number one. And number two, being organized and ready for everything because eventually stuff's going to hit the fan. Uh, But uh, honestly, number three is you have to be vulnerable. You have to take risks. You have to let the teachers know that you are human and you make mistakes. And even though you're the tech person, you don't know everything there is to know about tech. And so I keep reiterating as my website is develop with Judd. I'm learning with them. And so I just keep reiterating that. That's really, that's really helped me and the teachers, I think. Well, first of all, congratulations for starting it off. I'm sitting here listening to you going, dude, it's only the end of October as we're recording this right now. (laughs) You've come a long way. You've done a lot of great things. I'm looking forward to hearing what the second marking period of your life looks like. I know. Thank you. I could be in the honeymoon phase, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll come back for the uh, one year anniversary and see. Uh, you are always welcome to come on this show. I've got plenty more questions, but I, I, I you know, I want, I want to give time for this to breathe. And I, and more importantly, Judd, I want to give time for other people listening to this to reach out. Right? If you have any questions for Judd, this is going to be a, an amazing episode to get feedback from. We're certainly going to be blasting this around. But if you have any questions for this uh, amazing tech coach here, please feel free to reach out. Head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We would love to keep in touch with you guys. Love to hear what you guys have to say. What experiences do you have? What's your website? Uh, Judd, you know, from the website to the Twitter to the YouTube to keeping everything on a calendar to building a membership site to having your principal uh, introduce you, uh, dare I say properly, to being able to put together these coaching cycles to being able to do a seven and a half hour session on your first day on the job essentially dude bravo that is so awesome and congratulations for all your successes thank you very much and i and i have to say i i couldn't have done it without you and everybody else that has offered their free services and their free knowledge so thank you to everybody in the community All of the links that we're talking about are going to be on our show notes. This is episode number 227. We're going to make sure that we have links to all of the great stuff he's doing. And of course, he mentioned other resources from Ashley McBride, Burns, uh, Novak, Tucker, Kuros. I'm going to make sure we have links to all of their stuff, all the shows that I've had them on. Everything's going to be over on askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 227. Judd, one more time, where can people reach out? and find you developwithjud.com or develop with Judd on Twitter and send me a DM tweet me. I'll get back to you on Twitter. I love these shows. I love having coaches on to do these coaching stories. If you'd like to be featured, please feel free to reach out. You can find me over at askthetechcoach.com on Twitter at askthetechcoach. You can go anywhere on TeacherCast and reach out. I would love to have you on this show. Love to feature what you're doing. 
But if you're not that adventurous, reach out to us over on the Instructional Tech Coaches Network. We would love to have you be more be a part of our group. It's more than 1,200 instructional coaches around the planet at this point. Um, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll to the bottom. We've got options on Facebook, options on LinkedIn, options on k12leaders.com. No matter what kind of a digital learning leader you are, we've got a membership site for you. Completely free. Tons of resources. Tons of work. And a lot of great stuff coming up here as we round the corner. Judd, thanks for coming on. Please come back soon. Of course. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up this episode of the Ask the Tech Coach podcast on behalf of Judd and Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.